Hey, everybody. Guess who's back? Sean, who's back? Uh, we the are fat boys. I, I mean, I wouldn't call myself that asshole, but I guess fine. I'll go with it. Yeah, we're back. Took a week off last week, but we are back. And uh, you know what? We got a lot of cool stuff to go over with you guys. But before we do, we want to remind you, please take the time to subscribe to the podcast. Sean, where can they subscribe to the podcast? Anywhere that their podcast, they get their favorite podcast. Pretty much. So if you're on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast, we're on there. And you are welcome to subscribe. Please take the time to share the podcast if you like us. Shoot us a message. Let us know. We always like hearing uh, positive or negative uh, comments. Share it even if you don't like us. I don't give a shit. Yeah, please. Just go ahead and share us. And then why don't you go ahead and follow the podcast on Instagram at Jiu-Jitsu Radio. And then you can also follow Sean at Gorilla Boy BJJ. You can follow me. Check out all the behind the scenes of every uh, photo shoot, video shoot that I do at Sonder Marketing. S-O-N-D-E-R Marketing. But then, when you're done with all that, you know what you can do? Shove it? No, before that. Okay. They got to go check out the sponsors. Oh, yeah, those guys. We want you guys to go and check out our sponsors because guess what? They sponsor us. That automatically puts them in the cool club. And first off, in the cool club, it's all our good friends over at Choke Aloha. Head over to ChokeAloha.com. Use the promo code Jujitsu Radio and get 20% off your entire purchase. Chocoloha is a homegrown brand originally based out of, how do you say that? Kauai? Kauai. Kauai. Man, I can't wait for them to rip on me one day for saying everything wrong. Go check out Chocoloha. It's all about the joyful sharing of life energy in the present. Always spread Chocoloha wherever you go. Get yourself some patches, keychains, t-shirts. I got that immortal choke shirt. Freaking love it. Rash guards. The rash guards are Ranked always dope. Rash guards. Ranked rash guards for all you people that are actually competing. Use the promo code Jiu-Jitsu Radio and get 20% off. Then check out our good friends over at Jiu-Jitsu Soap Co. Stocked up right before I left for the trip. I got myself the little rub-on cologne that was pretty solid. Straight from Jiu-Jitsu Soap Co. Use the promo code JJ Radio. Get 10% off your order. JujitsuSoapCo.com is the place to go. Stop being funky. Let your game be funky, not your smell. That'd be a pretty good slogan, right? No. You're welcome. Know. You're welcome. It's not a good slogan. Oh, come know. on, because you can come up better? Yes, that's All what right. I do for a living. Five, four, three, two, one, go. No. Oh, see? There you go. You tanked it already. You've got to be quick on your feet. Slow when you eat. Let's go. <laughs> JujitsuSoapCo.com. Promo code JJRadio to get 10% off. And then check out our good friends over at Giraffe Choke. Same promo code, JJ Radio. We try and make it easy for you guys. Get 20% off your entire order. So when you come up to me and say, hey, that's a dope flying knee hat you got there. That's an awesome Superman punch shirt you got going on there. I say, I know. Thanks. Stop staring at me, you creep. Go get your own at giraffechoke.com and use the promo code JJ Radio to get a discount because even though you're a creep, you still get a good discount. Check them out. And then when you come down to South Florida, come check out. out nomad surf shop with us if you want you can just go to nomadsurf1968.com and see all the cool stuff that they got but guess what you're not going to get the discount if you do you got to come in got to walk in through the door let them know we sent you and you're going to get how much 10 percent off 10 percent off whatever you get doesn't matter we're not going to go through that list again because if you don't know by now you're a dumb dumb go in there we got waves going on right now so 
definitely the best time to come down to South Florida. Check out Nomad Surf, 1968.com, and you'll get some cool stuff. Get that cool shit. The cool whip. Do they have cool whip? I don't know. They should have cool whip. Yeah, but do they have whiskey? I doubt they have whiskey. Anyway, go check out our sponsors. They definitely support the podcast in a lot of different ways and some of the stuff that we don't even show you guys or tell you about. Um, they have all been supporting the, the podcast for quite some time, and we love them for it. So thank you, guys. The When you support the sponsors, you support us. And with that, we got a lot of fun stories for uh, for you guys. We got some uh, some fun stuff to catch up with. So here we go. You can't leave <laughs> deal i'm the best there is plain and simple i mean i wake up in the morning i piss excellence and nobody can hang with my stuff just stealing Woo! wheeling dealing living being right jet flying son of a gun and i'm having a hard time holding these alligators down Woo! i can't do great i'm not good at see that would have been a perfect line i'm not good at being christopher walken I'm not bad. I'm I'm not bad at May at Bane. At Bane, well, at Bane is easy. Dude, Bane is let's easy. hear your Bane. Uh, we God doesn't matter. What matters is our plan. Nobody cared who I was before I put on the mask. No, you just went country. No, I did not. You definitely went a little you, country. I did not go country. I can, not to, to be egotistical or something, but I'm pretty sure my Bane is a little bit better than yours was right there. Mm. But then again, I got nothing better to do with my time than <laughs> fuck around with voices and stuff. Uh, we're back. We took a little vacation last week, even though I worked. It wasn't really a vacation. Mm-mm. Oh, cheers. Cheers. Bada bing, bada boom. Too bad. Mm. Oh, that is some good water. So, yeah, so last week I was gone. I went to L.A. for the karate combat fight. If you guys watched it on uh, on uh, Fight Pass, it was actually quite the event. It was uh, it was a little bit of a quick turnaround. I was like, no, I was there for a couple of days, but it was definitely quick. Oh, it didn't seem like a quick turnaround. You were there like no, five the fights, days. No, the fights were quick. Like the whole setup yeah. to go to the fights and stuff was quick, but I stayed. Excuse me. I stayed a couple of days after just to hang out. I have some friends out there that I haven't seen in a while. So I had to stop. And then I ended up in Disneyland, which was on my bucket list of places to go. It was definitely um, an experience, to say the least. Now, you said they have, they still have 20,000 leagues, or they don't have 20,000 So they leagues? technically do not still have 20,000 leagues into the sea. They have the ride itself, but it's changed to Finding Nemo. So you, you get into the same the, submarine. The Nautilus submarine. They changed it, okay. That's the other thing, because remember the Nautilus submarine had like like a horn in the front and stuff like that. Well it was metal, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but so they changed it. It looks more modern. Like it looks like the yellow submarine from the Beatles is what it looks like. <sighs> yeah, I know. So um but it was actually pretty cool, man. It was um I'm trying to boost up my volume here a little bit. But no, it was um it was a pretty good ride. Um let me tell you about the fights though. Because the fights are pretty fucking nutty. So the I get to L.A., go to my hotel. Like the very next morning, I got to get up and start working. I didn't really get any time to like chill out. 
Weigh-ins are were Wednesday night, so I'm hanging out with Boss and uh, Sean Wheelock, taking random photos and stuff like that. Now the whole thing was that Danny Trejo was making his uh, debut as a fight announcer, so he was basically their version of Bruce Buffer. Okay, that's what I was wondering. What yeah. like. What his role was. So, yeah. so And it was actually really, really cool. I really urge you guys to, to go and check it out. I mean, I'm not getting paid any extra for telling you this, but go check it out. Because so what they did is they basically had him kind of be like the Shang Tsung from Mortal Kombat. Where he's like, fighters, fight, like kind of thing, you know. Um, but it was super cool. So they, I think they kind of... Not messed up, but I think they kind of just misjudged the timing on certain things. So they had, like, two or three fights first, and then I guess they went into the main card, and that's when, like, Danny came down. So there was a there's a pit, like, blood sport-looking pit, right? right? And then behind it, there was me taking photos, and behind me was Danny Trejo on, uh, on the stage. So he comes out at the beginning of the fight, announces the fighters, fight, and he goes, and then he announces the fighters at the end who won. So after the first couple of fights, he comes down, sets up, and starts facing me. So I'm snagging pictures like crazy. I got a couple of photos I got to show you. I didn't send you all of them. Um, and then they go super cinematic, which is what I really love about Karate Combat. They go for the real, like, cinematic style for it. So they have the camera on a crane zoomed in on him. They start shooting out all the, the, the smoke. And he's like, this is Karate Combat. And then it shoots out and everyone starts cheering and stuff like that. So it was a really cool presentation. Then he comes back out, fights start back up again. I kind of feel like they should have done that at the beginning to really set the mood. But I can see where they were waiting for more and more people to come in. So there was a lot of celebrities. Craziest thing, did I tell you about who showed up? Frank Shamrock showed up. Oh Yes, you did tell me Frank Shamrock showed up. So I didn't tell you what happened. I told you what my dream is. What? To talk to him like he's Frank Stallone. Oh, that's right. He'd probably punch you in the face. Super nice guy, though. He's a super nice dude. Uh, it was, he came in with Mauro Ranallo, mm-hmm. and there was somebody else. So here's the funny part. So mind you, I'm still in my spot behind the pit out looking at all the crowd because the show hasn't started yet. And I see him like I see a guy in a hat, and he won't stop fucking eating. He just won't stop eating. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? And then I noticed from far away, okay, well, the other guy's Mauro Ronaldo. I know that's a fighter, but I can't tell who it is because, like, the hat was covering his face. So I walk up, snag some photos. I realize it's Frank Shamrock. I'm like, oh, shit, Frank Shamrock's here. Boss is right there. So I'm watching, and Frank, like, Boss was on a uh, balcony. He was, like, in a little balcony yeah, to the side. Like so, you were, so... For those of you at at the Alex texted me and goes, they legit look like the grumpy old men from the Muppet. Show. Yeah, from the Muppet Show. So like, I mean, depending on how old you guys are, if you ever see the Muppets, look up their names. I always forget their names. So if you ever saw the Muppets from back in the day, there was always these two old guys that would talk shit from a balcony. So anytime they would like the show would start, they'd sit there and make some random wisecrack. So and that's kind of pretty much everybody's favorite characters, really. Right. So 
funny enough, so I'm taking photos of Sean and uh, and Boss, and I'm like, you guys understand what the joke is? Like, you know what the joke that's going around is right now, right? He's like, Boss is like, what are you talking about? I'm like, everybody's saying you guys look like the, the two grumpy guys from the Muppets. And he's like, ah, and they all start laughing. And he's like, wait a minute, you're saying we're like the old guys. I'm like, not my words, everybody else's. I'm just letting you know so it's not behind your back. <laughs> and they're just cracking up. So they're fucking joking around about it. So anyway, yeah, Frank Shamrock shows up. And I see him, like, he's eating, bro. He was just stuffing his fucking face nonstop. I'm like, where he's even getting this food from, I don't know. But he was eating nonstop. So mid-bite, he looks up, and I see him just, like, like, waving his arms, like, saying, like, hey, what's going on? And he's looking up at Boss. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So mind you, remember, they had a history. So the whole time, he's like, hey, he's, like, waving to him and stuff. And Boss, being a super cool guy... He has a spotlight in his face. Can't really see who it is, but he just sees that someone's waving at him. So he waves so, back. So he, he waves he, back. He's like... He's boss uh, He's boss root. Yeah. The, king, the king's going to wave back to the people. So he's sitting there waving, and then he's like squinting, trying to see who it is, and he realizes it's Frank. He's like, oh, shit. Gets down, starts running down. and goes up, gives him a hug, says hi and stuff. It was really cool. I'm like, oh, shit, about to go down? Are we going old school right now? And then, no, they're friends now. So it was kind of cool to see... Um, considering, you know, obviously the history that they had. Um, but other than that, man, it was the first couple of fights were knockouts. And then as the the night kept going on, they got tougher and tougher. There was a, a couple of tough dudes there. They were definitely eating some shots. Uh, one dude got knocked out. Um, damn, I forget the, the guy's name. I and mean, we talked a bunch. But one dude got knocked out in like 30 seconds. Right kick to it the happens. face. Right kick to the dome. Was that the one you sent me the picture of? Or no, I think I sent you another one. There was a couple of like kicks to the dome. There's a lot of like guys you said the guy was up. like he just dipped, like it said it was. I think the description he said like the guy threw something and he just dipped and pop. No, I mean that's kind of what happened, but it happened a lot during the night. Like the, I showed you the one of the guy going for the takedown, getting punched in the face. Yes. Yeah. So if you guys want to go to to Sonder Marketing to my page, you'll see I posted a bunch of photos. You can go check out Karate Combat. They posted a ton of my photos up there. Uh, shout out to Karate Combat. Thank you again for having me out there. I'll be posting like a couple of selects at some point this week, but uh, it was definitely a fun time. And then uh, after the show, I went out to eat. I ran into or my friend from the Dirty Heads, Sean, popped up, and uh, he's like, hey, you want to go grab something to eat? I'm like, sure, let's go. So I just jump in his car. We're talking, catching up. I haven't seen him in like three years, four years. Um and he's like, we're driving for like 20 minutes. I'm like, dude, where the fuck are we going? You know, whatever. He's like, oh, it's a soul food spot. I haven't been there in a while. I really, really like it. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm always down for some soul food, whatever. I don't think I've ever had soul food. You probably haven't had legitimate soul food. No, I haven't. Like, that's not something I would be like, hey, let's go have some soul food. Like, unless you count Roscoe's chicken and waffles as soul food. It's not like home, home soul food, but it's good. Soul food, like it's cookie cutter soul food, if you will. What do you mean cookie cutter? Like it's not, it's a franchise. It's not like you're it's not going like a franchise franchise. It's a franchise franchise. There was a Roscoe's in California. That's where they started. Yeah, but that's insane. They're all over the place. No, they, I've never only seen them in California. I mean, that, that's still like in and out. It's still a franchise. If no, there's more than so. like two or three, it's a I franchise. Think, I think there's only like three Roscoe's. There? No, because there's one in Vegas for sure. I know there's one in Vegas. I don't know. Um, anyway, so we're driving, and like I was like, all right, cool, whatever. We're going to get soul food, whatever. 
And then I asked him a question. I'm like, oh, so how's business going on on the managing stuff? And then he like, doesn't even answer me. He just interrupts. He's like, all right. Uh, what did he say? Full disclosure. Full disclosure, yeah. He's like, all right, full disclosure. We're kind of going to Skid Row. I'm like, what? Like, you can't just throw that into a conversation. And on the way to the car, I'm like, I must have pissed off my friend here because he's about to throw me to the wolves. I'm like, how close to Skid Row? He's like, oh, it's only like a street over. I'm like, whatever, man. Did you drive by it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We drove past it. Did so, you see all the tents? Oh, yeah. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. They're trying to clean it up. They were telling me that they were trying to clean up the area, but they were fucking everywhere. It's what pretty, are they going to do? How are they going to clean it up? They're going to scoot them out of there? Where basically, are they going to go? Basically. That's what they're trying to do anyway. They're trying to kind of like push them out of the way, send them off to other cities and stuff. But uh, anyway, we ended up at, it's called, it was called Comfort Food. And it is was fucking. Was it spelled with a C or a K? C. C. And then you walk in. So mind you, you walk in, super chill. Everyone's really nice. The food is pretty good. But on the wall, they have Simpsons characters painted as black instead of like yellow. So it's like, okay, black Simpsons characters. I've never seen that before. That's kind of cool. What do you mean? There's plenty of black Simpsons characters. No, 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 no. Like Homer and Marge were painted as oh, black characters okay. instead of white, which I was like, oh, that's cool. That's a different rendition. It'd be cool. And then there was like uh, Uncle Ruckus from the Boondocks. I'm like, shit, I would love to have an Uncle Ruckus painting in my house. It'd be so fucking amazing. Uncle Ruckus. But this, like, look, man, if you're ever in, in L.A. and you got time, definitely go check out Comfort Food. It was pretty good. All we had was just buffalo wings, cornbread, and collard greens. That was so all. Said that's all they had. That's all they had. I'm saying, I, I think there was mac and cheese, too, <clears throat> but we didn't get it. But it was a cool spot, man. The people there were super nice. The food was good. It wasn't too expensive. And whatever, came back. The next day, I spent the whole day editing and working. So that's always the pain. You, sh- you shit on the cornbread. The cornbread wasn't like the best, but it's still Now, okay. how do you like your cornbread? Honestly, my favorite cornbread of all time, Kenny Rogers Roasters cornbread. I don't remember Kenny Rogers Roasters It was the best. That or Boston Market. Oh, see, I don't like those. Those are cakey. Yeah. My favorite cornbreads are... The crumbly kind? Well, I guess it would be... It's not really... Yeah, where it's like... Like, I like the kind that they serve at Cracker Barrel. That, like... Right. Is dry. I like it dry and, Uh, like, gritty. No. That's how I like my cornbread. I I mean, that's... I'm assuming that's probably more traditional cornbreadish style, but I like mine cakey. Like, those Kenny Rogers... Oh, man. Have you ever had the... The cornbread at Smoky Bones, yeah, yeah, that one's pretty good. That one's like that one's like a legit cake. It comes yeah. out like a skillet. Yeah, no, that one's pretty good. I haven't had like legitimate cornbread in a while though. Even though I know that Kenny Rogers wasn't the best, I fucking love that place. Hey, look, sometimes it doesn't matter if it's the best. That place was so Boston good. Boston Market bought all the Kenny Rogers restaurants. Did they? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I... that's why. And then. <clears throat> They just took over the locations, changed it to Boston Market. I guess so. I mean, there was only like a handful down here. Kenny Rogers is the man. He's still alive somehow. <laughs> he looks like a lesbian woman. Yeah, he looks. Like, it's so yeah. funny while these when these stars start getting that plastic that surgery, plastic surgery, and like their face is so pulled back that it's shiny. You know who fixed this? Rob Lowe. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention Cobra Kai was at the tournament. Shout out to Cobra Kai. I forget his name now. The the actor that played the the sensei from Cobra Kai. He was there. John Cleese. No, it's not John. Not John Cleese is from Monty Python. It's something Crease. Maybe Crease. Uh, Colby or something like that. I don't know. Anyway, he was there. 
Cobra Kai Sensei was there. Yeah, John Cleese is the Monty, Monty Python. Python. Yeah, no, but he was, bro, he came out in like a Sergeant Pepper jacket. He had like an old, like, Admiral, like, jacket. Fucking, you could tell he was definitely wearing a little bit of makeup and uh, and had a facelift or two. Um, I didn't get a, to get a photo with him, but uh, he was taking photos with everybody. Super cool. I did, however, get a photo of someone very exciting that I that I thought was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Uh, oh. Um, he is legendary in the world of MMA and a little bit in boxing. Um I'm sure if you've been around MMA long enough, you are very well aware of the name Cecil Peoples. Do you know Cecil Peoples? I know who Cecil Peoples is. So for those of you who don't know who Cecil Peoples is, he is regarded by many as probably one of the worst refs in MMA. Yeah, Martin Cope, that was his name. Yeah, but look what the, look what the character's name was. John Neese. Crease. Crease Neese. I see K-N-E. K-R-E. Oh, Crease. That's probably where you got it from. Yeah, so I knew it was something along those yeah. lines. Isn't that funny? Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, yeah, regarded as probably one of the worst refs in MMA. Super nice fucking guy, though. So I can't really talk shit, even though, I mean, I really could, and I kind of want to, but it's funny because I told you, but I'll say it again. So what happens is when I post it up to take photos, I'm usually, like, somewhere near the refs. Now, where I first posted up, I got mobbed by everybody. Just a little like thing for photographers out there, for people that are trying to be photographers. Here's my tip. Don't take it how you want it. Don't fucking stand next to each other. If you're trying to get the best photos, sometimes you will have to stay because it might be the best spot. But if you want to stand out, don't stand next to everybody else. It's fucking stupid. Why would you want to stand next to everybody you get else? the same shot. Basically you're getting the exact same fucking shot. So it's like, fuck this. And then, the, of course, I was there an hour early. Stake my spot. This is my spot. Anybody else can go fuck themselves. So once you know, they put a ref right next to me, and this ref is super sick. He's just in there, like, sneezing and, like, just not even blowing his nose. It was so fucking disgusting. So I'm like, fuck this. I'm out. I'm going to go over here. So I switched spots. You become such a germaphobe. It's so funny. Oh, dude, I got a shitty, like, immune system, so I have to start keeping an eye on it. So I move, and then... I end up posting up next to a different ref. And I'm like, man, this guy looks fucking familiar. Like, I know he looks fucking familiar. So I'm sitting there the whole time taking photos once in a while, say something to the to the ref, like, whatever. And then, like, man, I know I know his fucking face. And for whatever reason, the name, like, Cecil Peoples kept on popping up into my head. I was like, no, but that's not what he looked like. That's not what he looked like. And then I realized, well, all the photos that I looked at or that I know him from are from fights from a long time ago. So I'm like, oh, shit, let me just look it up. And sure enough, I was like, I fucking knew it. It's Cecil Peoples. I'm like, oh, shit, I got to get a photo with this guy. So fight's over. Everybody's picking up. I was like, well, sir, it was great working next to you. Uh, my name's Alexis. He's like, hi, I'm Cecil. I'm like, oh, I'm very well aware of who you are. <laughs> and he just started smiling. I'm like, can I get a photo with you? So like, yeah, sure, sure. Super fucking nice. Take a photo. Shake hands and I'm on my way. Was was Martin Cove or whatever Cove? Was mm. he the only celebrity? No, there was a whole bunch of celebrities. Leota Machida was there. Fabrizio Verdum. No, um, I don't mean MMA celebrities. Uh, supposedly, fuck, hey, fuck MMA celebrities. Oh, wow. I want to talk about real celebrities. Well, there was a couple of fake YouTube celebrities that were a joke. There was actually supposedly uh, Olivia Munn was there, and I didn't get to see her, which. 
Like, you have no idea how big of a crush I have on Olivia Munn. Like, I would have thrown people from the balconies if it would have gotten me closer to Olivia Munn. But I guess she was there. I was too busy taking photos, didn't get to meet her. Um, there was a couple of other people, but I didn't really get to, to talk to anyone. Once I get into work mode, I'm super fucking focused. So I don't And at the end of the day, I'm not really starstruck by anybody. Um, it's not like I'll never see Fabrizio Verdum or Leota Machida at any point in time or something, you know, with all the people that, that we hang around with. So it was cool, man. It was a really, really good event. Um, I'm actually going to go back and watch it again on USC Fight Pass just because it's uh, – it's tough to pay attention to really like soak it all in when, when I'm working. focusing yeah. on taking photos. Um, I love the fights, and I'm obviously you know me like I can analyze all these people, so I know I'm too busy reading the fights to see what's going on to kind of experience it. So it's cool. Disneyland was good. As I'm what's back. funny is, um, <clears throat> yeah, the. Uh, you know, normally as a jujitsu player, we tend to think karate is like. Yeah. Let's just be yeah. honest. We kind of yeah. kind of make fun of karate for sure. It's like, all right, you awesome. You can throw forty seven front kicks and yeah, stand and two in punches. Line. Um, but at the same time, I'd still respect it as a martial art. It it's yeah. got its place. It's it's got some. Definitely, it's got some moves that you can trans. To me, what makes a martial art a martial art is if you can translate it to a to a street scenario. Right. And there are some things that can that you can bring over from karate that that definitely can translate to the street. But a lot of it is kind of. Mm-hmm. But what's cool is is this showcases the fact that. Well, if in a straight up fight, it's got its it it, it shows a, more of a practicality. I think. I I don't know if it's as much of a practicality as much as it just shows the true capability of the martial art. Because I mean, we look at it from an aspect of okay, well, you're talking about MMA. Okay, fine, but you never really see outside of like point karate. You never really see a application of. Karate. Maybe Lyoto Machida had like a couple of good like spots Le- where you Leota saw it. Had, had a style. And but Lyoto, but right, but like Wonder Boy came from more of a point karate system and right. kickboxing like system. Lyoto was more traditional karate um, on how he did like his stance and like how his movements Blitz, were. His blitzes. And yeah, well, even his counters and stuff, and like everything comes into one punch, but it's a super precise punch. Like the kick that he did against. Um, Vitor, like, he was there. So you see him, like, if you watch the video, he does a hip fake just to gauge what the reaction is, waits, bam, and just throws it instant. So that's kind of, like, the way it is. So to see it in a more, like, street fighting scenario or really it's like, okay, this is a fight. This is what's going to happen. And it's not going to get Hollywood-ish where you see, like, flips and all this other stuff. Like, it definitely has its merit. It's also, like, very evident on some of the weaknesses that it has because of how you throw punches. There's no one that really says, keep your hand up. They always do this. They'll, they'll throw, like, a weird block or whatever. But no one ever really just throws, like, keeps a hand up next to the face like you would if you were doing Muay Thai or boxing or something like that. So it's kind of cool to see. It's cool to see the, the purity of the, the fights. But there's the very clear evidence of 
why you need to have other martial arts within your like Rolodex. Right, right, right. Because the what they did is you're allowed to have a takedown and you only get five seconds to do work when the person's on the floor. But how you get to take down is also a big factor on it. You can't just do like a hip toss and whatever. It has to be like you came in, you just kind of like spun them, I guess. It's kind of like a weird, um, there's no real dead clear line on how you get the the um, the takedown. But you can tell how many people that are just strictly karate, they start getting hit and they're kind of like, they go into panic mode where they know they got to clinch and come in and go for like a takedown. But they have no takedown. They have no grappling. They don't understand the the intricacies of your foot movement, your hip movement in a close quarters. You see what I'm saying? No, I get it. So, like, the clinching, like, for a lot of the guys fighting, the clinching was make or break. So a lot of guys would panic and clinch, and then the other person you could tell had even just a little bit more wrestling or jujitsu or judo in their Rolodex and... They went flying. That other person went flying. Like, and then a couple of people got thrown. And then, how long did you have? How long do you have while they're on the ground? They get five seconds. They got five seconds of ground and pound and kick. I have a photo sequence. Uh, I forget the kid's name. I want to say Alessandra, uh, or no, it was Luis Rocha. Luis Rocha. He like he knocked his dude down, Tulabev, I believe, and he's kind of on his back. The guy was on his back, and he just. Luis came, axe kick, over his guard, down onto his face, and just basically just cemented his face into the ground. Just really? Went, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll show you the photo. I got the whole sequence of it. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. Did it knock him out? No. So here's what I found out afterwards. His opponent broke his arm in the first round, and there's three rounds. He fought all three rounds with a broken left arm. That's a tough motherfucker. And like in karate, that's like your main punch. Obviously, it's a jab, but, I mean, that's still your main punch. And he went all three rounds, so props to him. But that was it, man. The the fights were awesome. Check, check them out. You'll see me in there for sure. Disneyland was cool. Way smaller than what I expected. Way fucking smaller. If I wanted to, I could easily have thrown a baseball over now, the, the castle. Whole, the whole Disneyland is small? It's small. It's small. It's like in how, the middle of Anaheim. Right. So how much, like, compared to, to the Magic Kingdom and Disney World? I would say that you could fit all of Disneyland onto between Frontierland and uh, where the castle, like, touches, like, Frontierland. You could fit, like, all of that in there. Yeah, I think that's Frontier and Adventureland. Yeah. So it's pretty, like, it's pretty small. It's pretty small. But I got to do a couple of rides that I always wanted to go to. The Indiana Jones ride was super dope. Um, what do you? How they do you, have a ride. They don't have a show. How do you do a ride? It's so fucking Jones? cool. It's so fucking awesome. Like you go into the eye of the, the hidden, no, the temple of the hidden eye. I think it was called or whatever. So you get on the car and you're going, and all of a sudden you got to get away, and obviously everything's shaking. The car is on like some major hydraulics because you can see it at is one it point. Is it glasses three D kind of a thing? No, no, no. You you are just sitting in the in the car and you're driving around and stuff and like you're going through the temple. There's like a giant snake that comes at you, um, and then oops. And then at one point you get the um, the ball, the boulder. You have to like run away from the boulder and like it's funny. It's really cool. There's one part you come up and all of a sudden Indiana Jones drops from the from the roof 
And he's like right there, like within reaching distance. He's like, let me get in. Make some space. Let me get in. <laughs> like trying to get into the car. Is it just some actor? No, no, no. It's just a machine. It's just a robot. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. A robot drops down. But I mean, it looks super real. And he's like, let me get in the car. Make some room. Make some room. Do you, do you remember Terminator? At- yeah, that was a good ride. Where was that at? Was that Universal. Was that at Universal? Yeah. Well, it wasn't a ride. That was a show. It was just a show. No, but they had him like on a motorcycle in from the ceiling. Yeah, well, that was real people. Yeah, that was re- that's what yeah. I'm saying. And well, they like they had the motorcycle on a track, but he yeah. could still ride it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that one that one was like pretty cool, but they got rid of it. Yeah, it's kind of surprised. I don't know if if Epcot still has Captain EO. No, they got rid of it. Now okay. it's now it's a Star Wars ride. Which speaking of which, I got to see the new Star Wars land over there. Yeah, I meant to. I was about to like, cause you know they're having like a whole Star Wars world added onto Disney. You didn't know and, that in California. In California and here. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, I got to see it. It's fucking nutty, man. It's like you see Tatooine. Like I saw Jabba's palace and stuff. It was fucking dope. So, it's in the back. They're adding it. So Big Thunder Mountain, like at the top of like the highest peak. All of a sudden, you look and you can see it. Ah, oh, I can't fucking wait. It looks cool. It looked really cool. I was going to go back on there just to try and snag a photo to send it to you, but the line got too crazy. It was so fucking dope, though. Um, that would have been risky. I would have done it. Pulling it would have been your, easy. Pulling out your phone on a, on a ride uh, is always risky. I've done it before. I did uh, the teacup ride for the first time ever. I'll never do a teacup I'll ride. I'll never do it. It was the worst Fuck idea. Fuck teacups. It's the fucking worst. Anything that makes you dizzy, I'm not going on. It was the worst. This is the worst fucking feeling ever. So, yeah, I'm never doing that again. Other than that, it was cool. The rides are good. I'd probably do it again if I had more time because there's another park attached to it, like Disney Adventureland Park or something like that. But it was cool. The Matterhorn is at? Yeah, that's still there. At Disney. Yeah, at Disneyland. Yeah, it's cool. It's, I mean, you just you go, go down a circle. It? Yeah, you're just going down in a fucking circle. That's all it is. Like, they try to make it like the Yeti, like Mount Everest Yeti. All they did was just add a Yeti yelling at you. Otherwise, you're just literally, you go all the way to the top, and then you come down in a circle. That's, that's super. It. Yeah, that's all it is. It's really Space Mountain is scary as shit though. Why? I'm scarier broke. than yeah, the one than here, here. The one here is not scary. It's a joke. You can see everything over there. It's pitch fucking black, bro. I was screaming. I was legitimately screaming because it's super fast, and it's pitch black, so you can't see anything. Like you, like it's how the Space Mountain here used to be. You can't see a damn yeah, thing. Yeah, Space Mountain used to be pitch black. No, this one's pitch black, and they don't put you in a single row. You get side by side with people. Oh. Yeah. So it's super fast. And like I noticed that they some of the the rides in Disneyland have like little extra sections that Disney World doesn't. So like the Space Mountain had like cool extra like uh special effects. Like the one that we have here is kind of crappy in comparison. But enough talking about Disneyland. I got a bunch of news to actually go over. Now we get to the jujitsu portion we of get the, the jujitsu radio podcast. Yeah, that was actually my trip. It was good. Um, glad to see a bunch of my friends that I haven't seen. Shout out to Sean and Heather. Uh, we got some fun stuff. Do you want to go to the breaking news? Should we? Is go this around? the big news you were talking about? This is the big news that I was talking to you about. You ready? Ready. Just reported on Sports Center. Khabib Nurmagomedov is done fighting in Nevada due to the one-year suspension they handed his teammates Abubakar Nurmagomedov and Zubaira Tukugov. Tukugov, yeah. Today, his manager Ali Abdelaziz told ESPN he was also he will also not fight under their suspensions 
until their suspensions are over and is now targeting a return to action at MSG in November. Nurmagomedov will also pay their $25,000 fine. Doesn't end there. Also stated, for their roles in the UFC 229 post-fight brawl, the NAC has ruled Khabib Nurmagomedov suspended nine months and fined $500,000. Dang. Conor McGregor suspended six months and fined $50,000. If Nurmagomedov does an anti-bullying PSA in Nevada, the suspension could be reduced to six months. But he's still paying 500k. But he's still paying 500k. That's fucking bullshit. What do they do? So f- here's the thing. Fuck athletic commissions. Fuck them. Oh, em. for sure. Fuck it. Fuck them. What do they do with that fucking money? Oh, they pocket it. They pocket that motherfucking money. Everybody knows money. they pocket it. I think it's fucking bullshit. Their whole thing. I, I, no, they're like they 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 try to act like the mafia. They'll make you come up. That's what happened with Chael. They'll make you come up and like sit there and basically bow to them, and whatever, kiss their feet and pay your little fine, and maybe they'll lower the suspension. But if you try and fight back, they'll be like, okay, fucking pay us. That's what happened. Uh, Chael, I'll even tell you about it. There, he did like a whole like segment on his podcast talking about. It. It's like I went in. I kissed her feet. I did what I needed to do, and at the end of the day, like they only—it's it's a fucking racket. It's like no, it's for like, sure. It's, it's Vegas, bro. It's all a racket. No, but it's not. Every city, every state has an athletic yeah. commission. It's it's it makes no sense. It's antiquated. Mm-hmm. Having an athletic—it's athletic, not antiquated. It's corrupt, because it could be. It could do a lot well, of good. The system is antiquated. I don't mean. We need somebody that oversees the commissions. Well, not the commissions. We need people that oversee combat sports or sports in general. There should be one general commission, like across the board for the country. It shouldn't be separated state by state. Right. Well, I don't mind the state by state. I don't even mind that. But no, because if you have it by the country, then it's you can have the unified rules, and then it doesn't. It stops being. Like confusing rules. Oh well, if you fight in Nevada, this is legal. But if you do it in Texas, it's illegal. I, I just I just don't think they have they they shouldn't have the power that they do have. For sure. But you have to. You have to I mean, someone's gotta put it on, you know, someone's gotta say these are the rules. That's why. That's all it's for. It's it's so someone can say, Oh, what are the rules? Okay. This is the third party that tells us the rules that you and I are going to be fighting. Right, at. that's that's what they should. That's their job is to tell you the rules. These are the rules, and and I could I could even see having to buy, even having to get a a license to compete under them. I'm fine with that too. But that's the other thing. Like half the fighters always forget their license. Like, well, whatever. That's on them. Yeah, I, I'm for not, sure. But I'm just I'm saying. not talking about idiot fighters. I'm talking about the commissions themselves. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm okay paying, paying to join their their athletic commission. I'm okay with them tell, dictating rules. I, I, what I'm not okay with is how much power they have. They they should have a limit to their power. But someone has to have. There has to be someone. Five hundred thousand fucking dollars. I mean, Khabib jumped out and assaulted people. I understand, but you know who should you know who should get, ask for money uh-huh. or get money? Who should find them? Should be the UFC. They're not, why? Why would they find them? That get, made them so much money. No, I understand that. But that like, that's jump have, into the crowd made Khabib the, the star right, of the, instead of the fight. They don't have 
the power that they have is it's like I don't think they should get the money. I think the money should, you know. I got some other news that's connected to that, though. Okay. Yeah, I got it on here anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, let me pull it up here. Uh, where did it go? The GOAT has been released by the UFC. Do you know Go, that? Oh, Ar- Artem Lobov. Artem Lobov. He asked to be released, and the UFC said, have fun. And now Artem is a free agent looking to find a new uh, a new boss. So he could go to Bellator. He probably is going to go to to one FC. But yeah, but is he a draw? I don't think so. Artem is nowhere yeah, near. A I draw. don't think Artem's a draw. But I mean, he's tough. Is he one of the toughest guys? Yeah. But I, I don't think he's that good. But what I think is really going on here between. Connor getting fined, Khabib getting fined, and Artem being let go. Artem said he wanted to be let go, but the UFC could have easily said, no, we want you to stay. If Artem's gone, then you got less of a beef between Connor and, and Khabib because that doesn't come up in the storyline anymore. Because remember, Khabib slapped the shit out of Artem. I looked at this, it wasn't really a. He slapped him pretty good. It was more and like Artem a, bitched out. Yeah, Artem. Artem I don't, look, I don't care if it's fucking. You, I, I'll take the ass whooping, bro. I don't care if it's Yokozuna. If someone's slapping me like that, yeah, corner you, me and slapping at me, me? I, we're fucking throwing. Yeah, like shit's gonna hit the fan. Like I, 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 I'm gonna snap for sure, and it's gonna be terrible, and it might be terrible for me. And yeah, it might go either way, but I'm but, not gonna but fucking if you get slapped. Slap me, punch me. You'd have a better chance of me not fighting back if you punch me. Why? Like, if you punched me and I just went, are you serious? Because a punch... So I could randomly just come up to you and punch you in the face and you're not going to do no, shit. No, I didn't say that. I said you'd have a better chance of me not fighting you back if you punched me than if you slap me. If Why? you slap me, slapping it's is... It's like a gauntlet? <laughs> no, slapping is emasculating. For sure. There. You're such a bitch that I'm not even going to punch you. That's what that means. I guess. That's to me. That's what that. That's what a slap is. So like, I, either way, face, if you're putting your hands on me, regardless of what matter, unless, unless I'm doing combat jujitsu, combat jujitsu, we're talking about it's different. I'm talking yeah. about man on man. Yeah, like you know, one on one. Would you do a combat jujitsu tournament? Mm. I don't think you would. I don't think you have it in you. All right, we'll see. Are you gonna do it? No, I didn't say that. I mean, do that at. Our size are throwing I'm pretty just heavy hands. There are things in the works, and I'll, I'll explain. Oh come I'll on! I'll explain someday. Oh, well, that someday that could be twenty years from now. No, oh, no. it's gonna be in a combat. There are things just... in the works for 2019. Let's just put it. Okay, that way. is it gonna be a legitimate match or is it gonna be a wrestling match? No, it's a, it'll be a legit. Combat. Why are you looking that way? Don't look that way. Say to my eyes. Anyway. So why are you dying? You just look down. Look at my face and what do you tell want, me. What do you, it, I it want will you to be tell a me. Legit, a legit, See, now you're stuttering. Now I know you're full of shit. It will be a legitimate uh, combat jujitsu match. That's, I'll, I'll, that's three fucking like, outs you had there. I don't know. It's, well, I'm telling you. I'll, I'll, I can't reveal anything yet. Oh, man. That's bullshit. Maybe next Isn't that week? the whole Who point knows? of this podcast? To, yeah, like, but I can't reveal this yet because it's not a done deal. Oh, man. Uh, all right, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. It could happen. I'm just saying. It oh, could now happen. it's a, I. It could. It's not in the it's works. I'm not saying. I'm not saying it's. Well, there's definite. a lot of shit that's in the works. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. Well, if this happens, which is pretty good. Oh God. A good chance it'll happen. You'd be the worst politician ever. 
Or the best. Not really. Did you think about that? No, not even remotely I'm close really to mine. not answering you any questions. No, you're definitely answering me. It's answering me that it's not going to happen. No, I don't know if it's not going to happen. I do think, I do believe it's you going to happen. You don't know that it's not going to happen. So that yeah. means you do know that it's going to happen. No, I don't know what's going to happen. I just know that it's in the works. And it would be, it'll be combat jujitsu. Well, I got a turd in the works. Doesn't mean it's going to happen right now. It's not going to happen right now, but it's going to happen eventually. <laughs> Uh, all right, so yeah, so peace out to Ar- Artem Lobov. No one's going to remember you in about six months. Uh, I don't know. So. Artem Artem's a fun guy to watch fight. Like, he wasn't, he, like, he was tougher than he was good. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that man could take a punch. Well, like, he, that's, but he, like, he was, he was always looking to fight. Like, when he, when he fought, he wasn't like, he wasn't a wuss about it. He wasn't a wuss about it. He wasn't playing defense. Uh, MJ put a good hurting on him, so. A lot of people put a good hurt yeah. on him. Um, you know, so who else got a hurt and put on him this weekend? AJ Agazame got his butt whooped at Bellator 214. He called it an embarrassing, clumsy disaster. That's what he called it? So after, well, that's what it was called. I definitely called that. I no, just watched the highlights. That, I thought that's what AJ called it. So what AJ said, which class act to him for, for posting this up after the fight, he wrote, Unlike most fighters who save their embarrassing, clumsy disasters for the end of their careers, Agazam joked on Instagram, I figured I'd just get mine out of the way at the beginning of mine. AJ Agazam, always, or quote, always innovating. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know. I didn't see the fight, so I didn't see what he did. I only watched the highlights. He, like, I only saw the one picture with him, like, like, blowing a raspberry. Is that what it was? Yeah, he was blowing a raspberry, and then his opponent came up and just, like, smacked him in the face. AJ didn't even, like, flinch. He just sat there and took the hit. It's like, okay. So whatever. But he supposedly – I didn't watch it. I saw some I'd highlights. I'd AJ couldn't get the takedown is what – No, yeah, he couldn't really nail it. He had, like, back attempts, like, to choke a like, attempt a couple of times, and uh, what's-his-face kept on uh, blocking it. So it wasn't really that much. the The highlights for the for that Bellator card there was Aaron Pico getting knocked out. Yeah, and he was, Fedor he, getting knocked out. Pico, I saw the the Pico had hurt. Yeah, was the guy Gravara? Was that who it was? Uh no, I forget his name. Um, but yeah, Pico could have won it, and then he got cocky and got no, caught he didn't with get a right. Cocky. He just he just went nuts. I think. Well, no, he's like he had him in a clinch. He need him. And then the other guy started backing up. And he rushed and he, in. Yeah, and then he got caught and with he, a right hand. He and got, he got caught with an uppercut. Wasn't, it was an uppercut. No, right. It was, uh, he Pretty got sure two body uppercut. shots and then a right to the dome. So he got caught in the chain and he just sank. So, yeah, I mean, Aaron Pico is awesome. He was actually going to try and be on the podcast. I, was, I almost had him on the podcast a year ago. And then we just kind of lost touch. Um, so hopefully we can get him back. Um, Let's see. And what else we got in the news? Oh, this was a good one. Leandro Lowe and Lucas Barbosa will join Bouchesha and Gordon Ryan at IBJJF Pro League Heavyweight GP. So, How much is it going to pay them? $40,000 is the prize. Nogi? For, uh, yeah, Nogi Heavyweight Tournament, which is pretty good, man. I mean, it's every, about time they got into putting money down. Look, uh, Gordon against Bouchesha would be a, a good card. Is it going to be fight. IBJJF rules? Yeah, it's IBJJF. So it'll be a pretty good match for $40,000. When do you, we've talked about this many times. Yeah. But oh. do you foresee IBJJF 
changing the reaping and heel hook rule? No. Uh-uh. Um, I think maybe for super fights, they might. They might get to the point where they'll like tweak the rules a little bit. But for the most part, IBJJF isn't going to make that drastic of a change. Um, number one, because they will have to like really concede the rules like that they made like for the last whatever years. Yeah, but and, it's two rules. Right, but it's still notice like a ton of the other ones they haven't really changed except what the knee bars and like who can do straight ankle locks. That's really it. Well, they it doesn't mean they don't change. It's just, it doesn't mean they don't change, but they never admit that they were really wrong about something. You know, well, they don't have to. They just say, "Well, look, you know, this is." I I do look to me, but the like the key factor is is that. Amateurs like you and I are going to sit there and be able to still sign up for IBJJF tournaments. So as long as those that knee reaping and stuff like that is still good to go or uh, still like no go on that, they're like they're not going to do it. But it's bullshit. Have you? If you, I don't disagree with you. Have you ever been knee reaped? Yeah, I got my meniscus torn because of it. See, I've never been in danger from a knee reap. Never. No. Never. I've never. I've never felt in danger of an injury. Getting knee reaped. Right. And I'm not disagreeing with you because you're smart enough to know how to move. But that's not the issue. The issue is I was a white belt when a brown belt knee reaped me and tried to heel hook me and tore my, my MCL. Well, the heel hook, yes. Right. I'm, but talking, he about, I'm talking about the knee reap itself. Everybody says no. it puts the knee in a bad position and you can't turn away. But the fact what happens is, is when if the knee reap when the knee reap happens, normally nine times out of ten, it turns you Yeah, you collapse. You collapse the way you're supposed to collapse. Yeah. I don't disagree with you. I definitely think that you should be allowed to to knee reap in certain tournaments. But I think purple belt and above, you should knee reap and heel hook everywhere. Right. Which would be good, but the fact of the matter is, with the scale that the IBJJF does their tournaments, the amount of people that they have to see every week and compete, it is too much of a liability for them to allow that. Like, it's just too much. It's too much to... But you what's, can't, the, what's the difference between a heel hook and a Kimura? You're, are you going to allow white belts to heel hook? No. Are you going to allow white belts to knee reap? No. So then, so like, I'm, so not then even, I'll, I'm not even asking. I'm, but you I, like, can't. The tough part is you can't separate that rule by you can belt because they do it now with knee bars and and but, and twist and and uh, like twisting. But then remember, locks. but remember, it's the one ref that all they have to do is okay. Well, now you can knee bar or you can do ankle locks in certain aspects. Once you start adding knee reaping and leg locks and stuff like that to uh, to the to the spazier people, then you're really asking for too much well, for these reps. But again, at the same time, again, a heel hook and a and a Kimura really aren't that much different. I mean, I agree with you. I think that I think both are dangerous. Now, again, the argument I can go with is that having a broken leg is worse than having a broken arm. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's a limb's a limb's a limb. You know what I think it is? It's it's remnants of the old school way of thinking for IBJJF where they're like, oh, well, leg locks are illegal. Like anything below the waist was illegal, right? Do you know why? Well, because they didn't do it. No, because Luta Livre guys 
would come in and just fucking come in and, 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 yeah. and, and, and smoke the, re- the traditional jujitsu. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Guys. I think it's remnants of that being left over and like having to admit, okay, like we can do it. I think it'll be probably 10 years. Like at some point in the next I, 10 I, years. Because as much as, as leg locks are making their way into the. Um... Can you grab that mosquito that's behind you? No. Right there. Right. Um, I don't remember where I was. You broke my train of thought. About the IBJJF, I say within the uh, next 10, ten years. years. I, I like remember we've. I, I think we've talked about it before. We've talked about um, how things come and go in jujitsu. Like fifty fifty was big. Yeah. Like six years ago, and yeah. then the bolo. Then worm guard was big. Well, only for Keenan. And then then the bolo became big. So all these these trends happen in jiu-jitsu that they kind of come and go. Yeah. Um, unless you're Mikey Musumeci and you'll always bolo everybody because you can. Yeah. But I don't think legs, the leg lock game, is a trend. I just think it's a it's becoming a part of... The what jujitsu is vocabulary. and it should and it should be a part of the vocabulary. Uh, no, I agree. I think it it's really comes down to the when we started off. And mind you, obviously you started off way earlier than me. Damn, these things are making a super. Yeah, I right? know, aren't they? I might have to ease up on them next time. All right, let me get it out of the way. All right, um, when you and I started off in this game, obviously, like I said, you before I. Um, we have a defined vocabulary of this is what you start off with. This is what you do, right? Kimuras, arm bars, triangles, rear naked chokes, whatever. But it was always that. This is the standardized one. And from an instructor's point of view, this is all the information that you could give someone to have a base in jiu-jitsu, right? That was the foundation that everything was built off of. Now we've gotten to the point where the sport has evolved so much where people understand, okay, well, the foundation for this building needs to be bigger. We need a bigger dictionary to start off with, to have this communication, to have this language. So now we got to add the other half of the body. So I think that the transition is going to be like that where, yeah, the the traditional entry to everything is going to be arm bars, triangles, rear naked chokes, Strain angle locks kind of thing, you know? Right. That's really what it should be. That really should be the foundation of everything. Yeah, I think if because I feel terrible in my leg game. Like as as in my in in my traditional, you know, jujitsu, I feel like a black belt. Yeah. In the leg game, I feel like I should give my black belt back and have to go through a whole new training because it just it's so involved. And there's so many subtleties to it. And if you don't know what you're doing, you feel like an idiot. I mean, look, I, I've been trying for, for months and months to, like, work on my just my straight ankle lock on the setups and finishing, whatever. Always the finishing, obviously. But tonight was the first time I ever nailed one, like, quick, right off the bat. And it wasn't even right. Instead of doing the traditional, like, left or, like, their right leg, my left side. It was their right leg to my right side. 
So it was really coming across. So it was like a 50-50. It was a honey hole. Right. And I just went and I got it. I was like, damn, how come, how did I get that one? But I've never gotten it in like a traditional style. So did you, like, were you, what position were, did you start in? It was, I was standing and he was trying to go for like De La Hiva. Did and you, did you drop? And I dropped. Don't drop next time. Right. No. And I'm trying, I've tried not to, but for this one, I just decided like, fuck it, just go for it because we were having fun. We were just rolling, but I went for it and I blocked the hip with my left leg, like his right hip with my left leg, and I landed. I didn't even have my knees pinched. I was using my right leg. It was almost like a 50-50 kind of position. It was like the setup that um, I think it was Craig Jones did it in uh, that quintet match where he was like kind of on top and getting it instead of being under and going for it. I'll show you what I mean after. But anyway, that was the whole thing is – you know, it's like I'm gonna start throwing it into my game. I have to start putting it in my game. Like, the legs are always there. Legs need to be in your game. I see you it. Miss, as... You miss a Kimura, you go to the leg. Right. You miss a, you know, you, you miss an Omoplata, go to the leg. The legs are always right there, and there's a lot of those things. Even an armbar, missed armbar, a missed triangle, the leg is right there. We're yeah. pulling onto the leg anyways. Lot nine times out of ten, what happens when you go to grab that leg? They'll either pull it back or they'll post it up. Yeah. And it, the leg's right there. No, I, I see it almost like wrist locks where everybody knows it's there, but nobody ever really, really goes for wrist locks. It's like, well, it's there. Why wouldn't I go for it? Fucking go for it. You know? You need to go, you need to go for wrist locks and ankles. Feet. Yeah. It's it like it's like we're thinking too big a picture sometimes when it comes yeah. to jujitsu. I think it, honestly the I started looking at it more almost like a catch wrestler mentality of whatever's there is there. I just go for it. So it's like, okay, well, you know, in the neck's here. I'm going to go for something for the neck. Oh, the wrist is here. I'm going to go for something for the wrist. It's not the automatic, okay, Kimura set up, but go for what, it. Here's the thing is what I've noticed a lot, especially is, is going for ankles and going for wrists, not, a lot of times you're not going to get them. But yeah. their reaction to to the sets to the attempt up. sets you up for something so much better. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like, oh, why why were why were we not given this knowledge? And and it's not it's 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 a lot of people are in that same boat. I mean, you and I could have a total conversation on that off to the side about why we weren't given that whole information. But I think, but there's a there's, it doesn't it doesn't matter what the instructor is. It's like right, you, it's, it, it's, everybody it's, was like it's, that. It's throughout jujitsu. It's yeah. not one instructor that's yeah. like that. I'm just talking when I say we, I mean the editorial we. Why we right. as as a jujitsu community? Why weren't we given these tools? And it comes down to the same closed-minded mentality of like, well, no, this is the style. This is what we do. Like, that's bullshit move. That's a bullshit move. We don't do that. It's like, well, if I'm in a fight and that's there and I know that's going to give me the upper hand in whatever the scenario is. I'm going to end the fight fast. I'm going to fucking do it. It's not like, you know, we're not fucking doing like just slap boxing where you're just going to slap. No, we're fighting back and forth. You're trying to choke me out. I'm trying to choke you out. Right. You're trying to break my limbs. I'm trying to break yours. Problem for you is I got a lot more different ways to that I'm willing to go to to hurt your like joints than you are willing to go to for mine. So right. and then, and then if you but if you don't have the knowledge and you only have what do you have? The you have the elbow, the shoulder, the neck, 
and that's about it. For what most do you people. think is more important to, to learn? For most people, that's about it. Yeah. No, I. I and I, then and once you get the uh, brand, like you have the ankle, too. Yeah. I should I should put the ankle down there, but the ankle in a certain way. Yeah. And not a knee. You know, you can't go to the knee. Can't you know? Yeah. Hips really aren't. It's really kind of hard to get a hip manipulation. Well, you do a banana split. Yeah, but that's more of a groin manipulation than that a hip manipulation. Counts. But it's like, you know, but like we're, we're, it's limited. Do you have what you would consider like a holy grail submission? Like that's the submission that I want to be able to like get on people? Yeah. Huh. You're going to laugh. What? It's triangles. Because you can't get them. I can get them, but I got to get them from the top. It's hard for me to get them right. from the bottom. Right. Always has been. Anything from the bottom is hard for me to get. Just because of the way my body mechanics are. Yeah. Sweeps, it's a lot of core. Well, it's not so much. And my core is super strong. It has nothing to do with that. Yeah. It has to do with, because I'm so torso yeah. heavy, it's, like, it's not that my t- torso weighs more than my legs, but my legs, my legs are about... I'd say four inches shorter than what they should be to match my torso. Right. So what happens is, is like trying to go, like even going inverted, I can't do it. Like when people roll back and touch their toes to yeah. the mat, my body mechanics don't allow that because I don't, like there's not enough bend. There's not room length. for your body to position itself. Right. In that way. So yeah. it's like a lot of the stuff from the bottom is hard, except for sweeps. Yeah. Sweeps I can get all day. Yeah. But like you know, it's it's kind of hard for me. Well, I, arm bars I get I get a lot of arm bars from the bottom. But it's still a different type of body mechanic. It's a different. Yeah. Type I mean, you you deal with the limitation that your body gives right. you. I mean, that's part of the and that, puzzle. And that's that goes to that thing I've I've t- said a million times. How everybody has their own brand of jujitsu. Yeah. Like, it's like, even if you stay with one instructor your whole entire career, you're not going to have his game or yeah. her game. You're not going to have that, their game, because your body is different. Yeah. Your mindset is different. You're a different person. Yeah. You're going to do things different. So that's why everybody's got, you know, it, it's funny how, like, how many different logos you see out there and how many different jujitsu gyms are out there yeah um i saw a funny one the other day in uh in california i walked by a karate school and they were the guy was a brown belt teaching karate kids like self-defense jujitsu and i'm like well i can tell this guy knows some jujitsu because i guess he's got a brown belt and he's wearing uh, an inverted uh panda gi like the inverted gear geese or whatever and I just, I don't know, I sat there and I started, like, watching. And, like, I saw him looking at me watch. And, like, you could tell that, like, he could tell that I was judging his jiu-jitsu. I'm like, hmm. And my friend was, like, asking, like, what are you doing? I'm like, I want to see what he's trying to teach these kids. And I was just like, hmm, really? It's one of those things It's like, trying to put into words, like, you got caught. You know what I mean? You got caught and the, someone else who knows what you were doing shows up. And, like, you have to keep on going with it. So, like, if you were teaching someone some bullshit, trying to get away with it, and then somebody else who actually knows what's going on, like, catches you, so you're like, uh. Well, you know, the other thing is that's true is not all jujitsu is equal. 
for sure. There are good schools and bad schools. Well, there. I wasn't even going to say it, put it like that. There are white belts. You know, there are blue belts that shouldn't be blue belts. There are purple belts. There's black belts that shouldn't black be black belts. That belts. shouldn't be black belts. So it's I like called out a couple of them. But the what? But even even if they even the ones that get promoted legitimately, depending on the area you live in, it's the best it, of what you got. It's the best of what you got. Yeah. So like, if you take somebody from Podunk, Oklahoma, where there's one jujitsu school within a 300 mile radius, um. And you only got one place to train at, and it's not a popular sport because most people like to go to the rodeo. Right, doing a lot of doing a lot of typecasting as far as what no, people yeah. in Oklahoma do. But um, just just as an example, and you only have a, a small pool of jujitsu guys, and a lot of these guys in these rural areas, they don't have a black belt instructor. They have a purple belt, sometimes a blue belt instructor is the highest rank there. I've I've they have seen Ken Masters, Ken Masters, Master yeah. Ken, Master Ken, but it's like, um, you know, it, unfortunately, you, you know, the guy might be a blue belt, but the bottom line is, is that's all they have in the area. So, yeah, you know, but you still got to be careful. You know, it's not like we're talking about like the Gracie University or something like that. You know, well, it's, no, there's guys that open schools after doing the Gracie University. I know. I know. I trust me. I've fucking called them out. If you, if you, you know, if you don't train jujitsu, then you shouldn't teach. Jiu-jitsu. You can't. You physically cannot teach someone if you've not put in the mat time. I don't understand how the whole Gracie University works. So you're supposed to take the online courses, right? And then they. Then you take videos of yourself. No, I think you're actually supposed to. To show up to like a school or something to show that like you're that you're competent enough to do it. Um, I think you might have to do like some videos or something like that. But yeah, like it's there's no physical way for for you to do it. And I like I said I've I've called them out on it before. Everybody complained about it when it first came out. It's like oh this is bullshit. And even Hickson complained about it when it first came out. He's like, oh, that's bullshit. You can't do that. You can't sit there and just give someone. You can't take online courses for it. And then, lo and behold, guess who started getting a piece of it? And then all of a sudden, oh, sign up for Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. Mm. Yeah, once you start getting right. a piece of it, it's a lot easier to sell, huh? Well, and look, I don't begrudge them doing that. I just, I don't, I don't think it's, it's right to, for those people to say, they're a rank of some kind or, or... I know that there's stipulations to it. I know that they added other, like, stipulations or things that you're supposed to do for you to truly, like, get your belt or to really say that you're a, that belt ranking. Um, so at least they're working on it, I guess. Have you seen... But, huh. I, I know this, this came out of nowhere. Have you seen the videos of the guys that promote themselves. Yeah, I love that. We talked about it a long time Didn't ago. we talk about The that? guy that promoted himself to Brown, Brown Belt. Belt. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Ugh. Fuck that guy. And then he gave such a fucking egotistical speech, too. He gave such a speech. You should pull it up. Can we put it on the mic? Uh, I don't I know. I mean, if, see if you find it. But for those of you that don't know, there's a guy that came up onto YouTube about a year or two ago, um, and he was teaching a class. Was he a purple belt? I forget if he was a purple belt so. or a blue belt. He was a okay. Let's say he was a purple belt. It's and, the first thing that that comes up. And um, 
basically he like kneels down in front of the class and says, you know, this is a long time coming, and you know I am going to promote myself up to. Or we can listen to culture. Turn that down because it's gonna get taken down. Um, basically, he says, "Oh, this is a long time coming, and uh, you know, there's not there's no way of doing it, but I I feel that uh that I'm finally a brown belt, and I should have earned this like a long time ago. So I'm gonna promote myself, which is like, and you could tell he really believed his bullshit, and he promoted himself to brown belt right there in front of all his students. Which, if it was me, I would have been like, excuse me. No, I can't hear it. It's too loud. So I started an academy where not only would I recognize myself and my achievements or efforts, but all of us would. Okay, so no longer are you in a place where another man will evaluate. Okay, now I won't be placing the belt on you. If you stay long enough to be ranked, you will place your own belt on you. Fuck that you. That's a really great example. Yeah, you can show that. Idea. Um. Hopefully somebody. Wow. It's a little low, so I apologize for that because we had it up on the mic. But fuck you, dude. Fuck you. I'm going to do an analysis on all that video. It's like you're going to promote yourself. Really? Yeah. What would you do if someone did that if in someone, front of you if someone, at your school? At my school? Yeah. I'd laugh. I'd laugh, and then I would put my white belts on or whoever – depending on what rank they were, like, say somebody came in and said, you know what, I'm a blue belt now. Oh, yeah? And then I would find a white belt, and I would make the white belt go hard on the blue belt. And the the non-blue belt, the other white belt that thinks he's a blue belt, I would have him go hard. And then I'd have him go with another white belt. And then I'd have him go with another white belt. Why wouldn't you just go straight to blue belt and smash him? Well, because that that be like, oh, you're a blue belt. Okay, grab your toughest blue belt and put him on him. No, because that, because if he survives that, well, if he survives the white belt, he's well. I don't mean look. Surviving and smashing are two different things. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you get like get the blue belt that you know is gonna smash no, I'd rather, him, I'd rather he get beat by somebody that's not a blue belt. I mean, I, I I get it, but I'm saying, what if he survives the white belt? Survives or smashes. He survives the white belt. It's fine to survive. I'd be like, "Oh, you're a blue belt. You couldn't even submit my. You couldn't submit this white belt, right? You know what I'm saying? I, I, most blue belts I know can submit a white belt, right? You can't submit them. And then I would take the belt off and I would put it in a can and piss on it. <laughs> and that would be the end of that. Or as Bill says in, uh. Kill Bill, uh, and that will be the story of you. So you wouldn't? Would you let him stay in the school? Yes. And then start him from square one. Uh, no, I would, I would let him stay in the school. No problem. I don't care. Right. That you know, but I would. I would from then on call them something that brought up the fact that they think they're you know. What would nickname would you give? Oh, them? I don't know. I, I, I would. I would. It's one of those things. Mr. Magoo? No. Like Mr. Magoo. That would be one of those things that came like on the fly. I'd be like, somebody who thinks they're somebody, but they're not. It's like, um, what was that? Uh, Someone who thinks they're somebody. They think they're at a different level than what they are. So, like, I'd find a character in a movie that was. Just call him Hanato LaRanche? No, 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 no. See, that doesn't even work because he's still a black belt anyway. He's, yeah. I would call them something like, you know, um, 
Oh, what was that movie? Spy, you know, I'd, I'd one of the characters in Spies Like Us. Oh God! Or no. you know what I'm saying? I'd, I'd find it. It'd be a name, right? Of somebody that like thinks there's some somebody greater than KGB. Than what they are. KGB over here. Yeah, or something. It was just. It's just. Oh. All right. So I got a couple of other news things before my battery dies out here. Uh, this one might touch a couple of nerves on some people. Kuwaiti grappler taps out of tournament rather than face Israeli competitor. A U.S. Uh, this article is from. Uh, uh, I'm not even going to sit there and say the name of this news uh, organization. Whatever. Um, a U.S.-based Kuwaiti grappler has whipped up a media storm in his home country after he refused to compete against an Israeli in a tournament to condemn Israel's Israel's occupation of Palestine. I can't read for shit tonight, man. Abdullah Al Anjari, 21, announced earlier this week that he has was that he was withdrawing from all American jiu-jitsu tournaments in the U.S. state of California after he was seated against an Israeli competitor for his first fight in the Brazilian jiu-jitsu competition. The heavyweight blue belt uh, said that he made the decision because of Kuwait's, uh, Kuwait's firm position on boycotting Israel and my own principles of not recognizing the state of Israel. He's a heavyweight blue belt. He's in my division. I'll roll with him. Let's go. You're not I- Jewish. I'm not Jewish, but I'll go ahead and uh, and uh, make them pay a little bit of a price for being that fucking ignorant. Like, how ignorant do you have well, to be, bro? Like, I get, I, I get it. I get it. It's a political thing, and even if it's you, a religious thing, yeah. Go fuck yourself. You're we, still in the U.S. I don't yeah, give a fuck. But you can't. I don't give a I, fuck. I, I can't. The problem is, is I can't put my. I'm not going to say speak ill against it because I'm not in that guy's shoes. I didn't. I wasn't brought raised in a household. Doesn't to, fucking matter. You're in the does, U.S. You in the U.S. Maybe no. he, it, it might matter if he doesn't live here. What if he came here to? to no, he lived here. He lives here. He lives in California. Are you, are you sure? That's you, what it just said, bro. A U.S.-based Kuwaiti grappler. U.S.-based, right? For how long? You know. It doesn't matter though, man. Like that's the whole point of martial arts too. Well, look, it, it supersedes do fucking I, political. Look, no, no, look. The same thing happened in in the Olympics with uh, with judo. Same thing happened. Yeah. No, I, I I I get it, but you would think, to me, it's crazy thinking. Because you would think that you would, you would have more motivation to beat that person, like instead of saying no, I'm not doing it because of my principles, I'd be like, yeah, let's fucking go. Yeah. If I had a problem with, well, and then I would you know, I would you know, but the problem is if you lose. Yeah, <laughs> that's why it's like he doesn't want to risk losing, and then it's like, oh, I got beat by an then Israeli. You're, then you're in the wrong sport. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, go fuck yourself, what dude. I, like, what keep I, that shit over I there. What I hope happens is I hope that he rolls with people who are Jewish and has no idea. Oh, I'm sure it's happened. I'm sure it's happened. Yeah, which I would love for that to happen. It's like, come on, man. Like, that's the whole point of all this stuff is so we don't deal with any of that bullshit. Like, you want to keep your, like, I get it if there was, whatever is going on over there is going on over there. And a lot of people for, for, like, since the beginning of fucking time, for all I really give a shit. Like, but keep that shit over there, man. Like, there's enough people dying over that stuff. If you really feel that strong about it, then go beat him up. Go beat up the that guy in a tournament. Well, at least be a man. Yeah, but look, don't and, sit and there. Look, don't well, sit I there and say get praised. Look, standing up for your principles is being a man. But at the the at the same time, you don't bridge any differences by not competing. Maybe you maybe you would earn some respect for each other. Maybe you would earn a little bit of. 
understanding or like you like you realize you're both human beings and you're stuck in something that had nothing to do with you you didn't decide that whatever like and i'm not gonna get into politics but either way fuck this guy because at the end of the day like you're on the match you're sitting there you're competing against each other like about each other it's got nothing to do with politics it's got nothing to do with religion or skin color what would have happened if you would have found out the guy wasn't from israel like what if the guy was just some guy and then well, what if he had found out that, like, he, like, just rolled and either, or that just got beat by someone who's Israeli? What's he going to do? He's going to kick up a storm? Or are you going to go home and cry about it? You're going to cry about it. Like, really? What are you going to do? Like, no, man. Well, it's not like you. you're going to beat this guy because he just. Yeah, he whooped just whooped you. your ass. So it's stupid, man. Like, I read that. I got really pissed off about it because, like, I understand. I'm not, I'm not going to get pissed off about it because, again, I'm not. I'm not from that part of the world, and I understand that it's there's just a, stupid fucking there's ignorant. There's a lot yeah. of a lot of history behind. There's a ton that, of history that hate that we haven't been around or been educated enough to to know about it. Either way, that's the equivalent of an Israeli person not wanting to roll against a German person. Like, uh, yeah, but not even because I don't understand. What Kuwait has against Israel? Oh, it's because no, well, it's because of Palestine. It's right, like well, Palestine, obviously. Israel. So, but whatever. Either way, fuck that guy, and you you can tell him I said it. Whether Sean agrees with me or not doesn't matter. But that guy can go fuck himself. I don't not agree with you. I just and you just don't want to say it. I no, it's not that I don't agree. I just I don't have it's it's hard it's a it's a hard position to be in. Look, there's only like a couple of reasons why I would refuse to like roll with someone. One is like they have really bad hygiene. Yes. And two, I can't trust them to control themselves and like not willingly be trying to just hurt me. Like those are the only two reasons I would just like be like, I don't care if you're a black belt, I'm not rolling with you. Like that like other than that, I don't give a fuck. It's all fair game. Let's go. Whatever, man. Uh one last thing I got for for news uh and I could have sworn we talked about this. Maybe he was on the podcast or not. But Jonah Hill started jujitsu, and he is decked out in show your role. And a lot of people were kind of going back and forth, shitting on him for starting jujitsu and being decked down in show your role, including me. Yeah, that's a that's a, again that's a that's a. We all have this thing like. White belts shouldn't wear show your role. That's like a. I never said that. It's like a running joke. That's on you. You can wear whatever the fuck you want. Well, it's a, well. If I can wear whatever the fuck I want, why can't he wear whatever the fuck he wants? I never said he can't wear the, whatever the fuck you want. I just think it's funny that you just started and you're already decked out and show your role head to toe. It's like, well, all right, you got money. It's Hollywood. Meanwhile, everybody else is fighting to get those geese. How did you get it? Nobody's fighting to get those geese anymore. Uh, have you noticed that? Well, I'm not. Anymore, I, I have. Sure. I have a theory. What's that? I don't know if I've talked about this on probably not on the podcast, but I've talked about it at the. Um, so I have a theory, and it's not the sh- the company itself, but the the. We do that while you spit your theory. I'm yeah. gonna go get a drink. The, yeah, get another one so you can burp more. Yeah. Um, th- my theory is that gi jujitsu is starting to either fall like. Not fall to the wayside, but definitely take a back seat to gi or to no gi. And the reason I believe this is because the shoyu roll drops, the gis used to sell out immediately. Right. One of the last one that had gi and no gi stuff 
to, for sale. Right. The no-gi stuff sold out immediately. The gi stuff was up there for days. You know what I say to that? It's called the... Oversaturation? No. Well, that and either the gi wasn't that nice looking, because if it's the one that I think that you're talking about, it really wasn't that nice looking. Or they probably finally made more than the bare minimum of gis, so they had a bigger stock for them. That's all. I just think I just think people are over the whole show your roll thing. Show I, your show your roll's whole whole thing. And and look, I love show your roll. Or I, you know, I loved show your roll. Not so much anymore. Yeah. But um, the thing about show your roll is is was their catchphrase was rebels against the mainstream. Right. And the problem with show your roll is they're the mainstream. They're now mainstream. I honestly just think it's kind of like you outpriced yourself, like for a gi that kind of increasingly went lower in quality, in my opinion. I still love their products. I think they're great. But honestly, after the Juan versus Need gi, like, man, like Juan versus Need totally stepped the game up. And I'm sure there's other companies that I want to talk to, like, uh, the guys from Inverted Gear and a bunch of other companies I love, that I, I would love I to I have a couple of Inverted Gear. I love my yeah. Inverted Gear geese. So You know what I want to try? I uh, want to try an Origin gi. Uh I forget who it is. I know that I'm friends with someone that, that worked over there or that works over there with them, so I could probably reach out to them and ask. Yeah, I want to, I want to try and feel. I mean, they're basic. They're just made here. This is the only difference. They're made in the U.S. They had a, a little bit of a gimmick. A few years ago, which instead of having the um, the like the rope belt, it was a um, it was like a belt buckle. So yeah, it was so, like so a harness. Roll. Remember that one? Yeah, that's the the absolute. Nobody liked that one. Yeah, but it's not it it's not like a belt that you put in through the loops. It's it's in the actual belt line, and it's just a buckle. So they had one that was actually like a buckle that you click in, and I think now it's just like a harness that you pull or whatever. But uh, I don't know. I don't I know think, what they've I, changed it. Yeah, I think a rope has to be the way to go just for safety of, like, hard plastic digging into each other. It's eh. like, I just, you know, I, I think rope's the way to go. But but Origin, you know, they, they've been around for a while. Do you remember the gi company? I forget the name. That had, was it Submission FC? Remember Submission FC? Mm. Submission FC was like the first company that touted the fact that they had 100% hemp ghee. So like their ghee was 100% hemp. And that was like their whole thing. Like, go oh, get our hemp ghee, blah, blah, blah. I feel so great. All this other bullshit. And then finally someone called them out on it. And they went and they sent in a test. And they realized like the ghee was only like really like 20% hemp. And the rest was just like regular canvas and polyester or whatever. So there was a whole shit storm. So they had to go and return a ton of people's geese and like money and all this other stuff. Like they took a huge hit. I think they're still around, but they're the definitely not as big. The are nice. Those are nice and soft. Yeah. I like the bamboo geese. Those are nice. Oh, again, inverted has some. I, I like that inverted gold weave. Yeah, those are nice. Control makes some awesome geese. Like my favorite, one of my favorite geese is a control one. I got to slim back down to wear it again though. It's kind of small. You're having a you're having a hard time slimming back down. I mean, I'll be honest with myself. I'm definitely not doing as much cardio as I should be doing. So I'm kind of I'm not lying to myself about it. It just sucks that I went up this high. I'm like, fuck, man. I fucking 
the ho- it wasn't even the holidays. It was before the holidays. I kind of, if anything, I actually lost weight in the holidays. I went back down to two fifteen. So yeah, whatever. I'm good. I'm actually in better shape now than I was when I was lighter. Maybe I just got to lift more, run more. I'll be good. It's kind of the secret to life. Fuck all that. Lift more and run more. All right. Um, again, let me see if I can get a good position. I'm super comfortable right now. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm. If if uh, listening to this, guys, if I seem a little muted, it's because I am exhausted. Because this morning started for me at 7 a.m. yoga class for an hour and a half. I immediately hopped in my car, drove to the beach, and surfed for three hours, three and a half hours almost. And uh, then worked for the rest of the day. You know, what was so, me? Yeah. So hard. You're tired of your white privilege. I'm so sorry, bud. It's not white privilege. It's just. Well, I definitely don't have the privilege of getting to surf for three hours after going to yoga at, like, well, working. It wasn't working. Well, there you go. Even better. See? So it's more having. Let me go no ahead and job. feel bad for you. Yeah, right? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it was. It was, so I'm exhausted, you know. I bet. Y- yoga. What time is it? Yeah, it's 10 and 11. We should probably wrap it up soon. Yoga is a, uh, is, I, I've been telling everybody how it's changing my life now. As much as jiu-jitsu did. You had a five-minute rant about it last did time. Did I? Yeah, you did. See, I'm so tired, I don't even remember. No, you just like to rant. You rant. I just, it's just, it's definitely changing everything. And I, I, I think every jiu-jitsu person should do it. I really For sure, do. I had that conver- I was having that conversation earlier today too. It's like you have to. You, there's no real excuse now. You have to do it. The 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 core, uh, the the strength of core that it takes to do it, and 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 how how much strength it gives you in your core is invaluable. Yeah. And the and the and the range of motion that you get, and I'm not going to say flexibility. Yeah. But range of motion, especially in the heated heated. Rooms. Uh, rooms. Uh, yeah. I've never done not heated yoga. I've only done heated yoga, but I wouldn't want to do not heated yoga. You should go do that goat yoga. It's outside. I you get little goats jumping on you. I'm wondering how many times those goats piss Poop. or shit on. Oh, they have somebody to. when they're up in those. They places. have to. That or they make them starve until you're done with yoga, and then you get to feed them afterwards, so they don't shit all over the place. But for sure, someone's got to be sitting there, and all of a sudden, like a little goat, just like. Jumps off their fucking dome like, Eesh. <laughs> yeah. But I wonder how many people have gotten a hoof to the face. That's what I'm saying. Like it probably just sidekicks them like right in their fucking well, face. You like what if it just slid down them and slid right down on yeah. their face and like a like a. I wouldn't be able to do that. I'd be like, I'm just gonna come here to play. And do the cat yoga goats. too. Yeah, that's all right. I'm good. You can keep your toxoplasmosis. I fucking hate cats. Listen to this fucking germaphobe over here. No, cats are gross, man. You're a germaphobe. No. I mean, I'm allergic to cats anyway. You're always... Look, I for the first time ever, I flew with like a face mask on there to keep the germs away. I will fly like that for the rest of my life now. Because everyone else that I know that was like flying this past week all got sick. You should... You should uh... You should wear those masks like the Chinese people do in China, those surgical masks. I should have when I went to South Korea, but I didn't. So for sure, I was patient zero on that flight. For sure, without a doubt I in my mind. I believe you got you to put your immune system through a workout. 
I mean, I have, but I, I, I got to give it time to, to rest. Look, that flu that hit me, what was it, in October last year? Fucked me up. I was down for the count, man. I was down for like a good five days, like where I was just not on this earth. And then it took me two weeks total to feel like my normal self again, where like I knew that there wasn't anything in my body. Two weeks. And everybody else that got sick at the same time said the exact same thing. It took that long to kind of get into it, you know? Luckily, I didn't get that shit. Dude, I am never getting a fucking flu shot ever again. That fucked me up. Yeah, flu. It's, it's, like, look, I'm totally for vaccinations, but I'm not doing flu shots yeah, anymore. Yeah, I haven't, I've never had a flu shot. I haven't been on antibiotics since. Dude, don't jinx it. Don't jinx it because you're what, 40 now? 45. Dude, when you hit 50, 55, you're going to start getting sick like crazy. You're going to be like, oh, man, I used to have fucking lungs of steel. Now I'm sick every other month. Well, that may happen. I'm not, not, it's not that I'm jinxing it. It's just I don't do it. Like, I don't take antibiotics. I, I, like, I'll leave antibiotics for when I need antibiotics, when it's a life or death situation. I'm not going to just take antibiotics. Yeah. To get over to a, take a sickness quicker. Well, I mean, you know it's a I'm big saying? issue. Yeah, it's a big issue now. Anyway, did you hear about the uh, measles outbreak? Yeah, yeah. Way people to go, fucking way to, up. Way to go, uh, Washington. Way to go, moms that don't want to fucking hippies. Don't want to fucking vaccinate your kids. Thirty. It was thirty out of the thirty-four recorded cases were from people who did not get vaccinated, and the remaining four were not verified by the time that article came out. So let's take a fucking guess as to whether or not they were vaccinated. Like, yeah. I never realized how bad that shit was until all this stuff started coming up. Yeah, I don't... Look, everyone says, like, the big argument is, is oh, my children is autistic now. My child's autistic. What are the chances? If that's, like, A, mm. your kid might have been autistic regardless. Number one. Number two, mm, how many people? <laughs> I was going to say millions, right. and it's true. Millions of Americans have been vaccinated over the years. What are the, what's the rate of people that get, that end up? There are still some. I was reading about this a couple of weeks ago. There are still some people who get vaccinated that still contract the measles but it's like minuscule like one yeah. out of like thousands it's it's that's you know last year was the first year that the life expectancy of americans went down well i mean with the way that we eat i'm not surprised no no it's 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 i don't know if that's what it is but it's like stress every stress but our life expend, expectancy has gone up every year over the last you know, since they started recording it, except for last year's the first year went down. Did you hear about the lady that was like recorded to be like 134 years old? No. So, uh, I forget the exact age. And I want to say it was in like Russia or something. This woman was like supposedly like 120, 130, whatever years old. And then um, this guy started doing the research and he deducted, deduced, if you will, that... That woman was not really a hundred something years old. She was the woman's daughter, this like woman's daughter. And when the mom passed away, she took over her name 
so she could continue receiving like the the benefits, the benefits like the retirement checks and stuff. That happens. How fucking nuts is that? She should have kept her mouth shut. No, well, she died. This is like all figured out after the fact. Oh. Yeah, she passed away like a while ago. But that's kind of fucked up, right? How psycho do you have to be to do that? That's, that's, I don't think you have to be psycho. I just think you have to be desperate. I remember like reading an article like years ago of this like Chinese family that was collecting um, welfare checks for like 10 years, 15 years, of even like after the, the grandma passed away. And they had her body in the house. So they couldn't have a funeral or anything, obviously, because then it would have been like, oh, she's dead. You're not getting your welfare checks anymore. So they had the body in the house for, like, years. Did I tell you about the mummified body in my grandmother's trailer park? No. So this lady was... Nobody had seen this lady for months. Mm. And she lived with her son in the trailer park. Right. And... The son said, you know, never said, I don't I forget what ha- what it was and ended up the cops were finally called and they went and the room was full of cats. No, it was full of air fresheners. Ugh. The guy put air fresheners and she was mummified. And the excuse he gave uh-huh. was that she said she was hibernating. For how long? Months. So she told him, I'm going to go hibernate. More or less. And he's like, okay, Grandma. Mom. Mom, he's yeah. going to go put some air fresheners up for you. Yeah. Well, yeah. So. How fucked up are people, man? People are. And, and guess why? Uh, guess why he didn't say anything? Why? He was getting the welfare checks. He was getting the welfare checks. Oh, man. What about the lady that got stuck to the toilet? You ever heard that one? No. She fused with her toilet seat? I never showed you that. This lady was like refused to get out of like toilet. Like I guess she was just fucking psychotic. So her son would feed her like on the toilet. And she had been there for for months, I guess. And she fused, her ass fused to the seat. Oh, I think I remember hearing that. Yeah, I remember that shit. I remember hearing that and going, how do you fuse to a toilet? Let me see. Let me pull that out while you mumble about something because like... You know, it's funny. It's like people go, people go. Oh man, people got to be psycho. I don't think so. I think that I think the difference between somebody doing something crazy and irrational like that is somebody that's desperate enough to, or you know, or just like they don't, you know, they don't have. They think they're not going to get caught. It's desperate, and they're not going to get caught. I'm I'm opening up the article right now, and. I withdraw my timeline of said amount that she was sitting on the toilet. Woman sits on boyfriend's toilet for two years. Think about, dude. If I spend, if I spend like a couple of hours in one seat, if I spend 20, 20 minutes on the toilet, my feet go numb. Oh, gosh. All right. Deputies said a woman in western Kansas sat on her boyfriend's toilet for two years, and they're investigating whether she was mistreated. Ness County Sheriff Brian Whipple said a man called his office last month to report that something was wrong with his girlfriend. Whipple said it appeared the 35-year-old Ness City woman's skin had grown around the seat. 
she initially refused emergency medical services, but was finally convinced by responders and her boyfriend that she needed to be checked out at a hospital. We pried the toilet seat off with a pry bar, and the seat went with her to the hospital. <laughs> Whipple said investigators planned to present the report Wednesday. She was not glued. She was not tied. She was just physically stuck by her body. It is hard to imagine. I still have a hard time imagining it myself. He told investigators he brought his girlfriend food and water and asked her every day to come out to the come out of the bathroom. Where would he go? To work, clearly, because he ain't doing shit. No. I'm saying, where would he take a shit? I'm assuming he probably either went outside or... Had another bathroom? Could have had another bathroom, or maybe he just did it in the tub and just broke it apart. I don't know. It happens. Poopacocky. Yeah, like... Can you imagine having the toilet seat fused to your ass? I can't imagine having anything fused to my ass. But, like, how embarrassing would it have to be? Like, you're sitting there in a room full of strangers, and they're trying to pry your naked booty hole... Off of a toilet seat. They, no, the, if it's fused, they, they had to cut that shit off. Yeah, but, like, her junk is just still hanging out. No, she, well, she probably, they probably put her on her belly. Dude, how gross. That means she didn't even bother getting up to wipe her ass. Well, she might, well, she, what you if, can reach between your legs and wipe your ass. Uh, no, if you're sitting on this toilet seat for two years, you're not a small person. Yeah, well, I agree. But what may, maybe she got a bidet. How do you sleep on a toilet? Like, sitting down. Like, do you put your feet up? Her back's got to be fucked up, uh, right? Like, scoliosis like a motherfucker. Wanna, uh, the whole idea of it. <laughs> like, there's so much, there's so many questions. Right? It's so, it's like, like. It's like, did she have a TV? Did she have. Well, there was another article that was someone, like, fused to a couch. That's the one I heard. Not the toilet seat, the right. couch. It was the couch that I heard. I didn't hear about the toilet seat. Oh, hold on. There's an update article. Let me pull this up. A uh, woman who sat on toilet for two years, still very sick. In the uh, head? I, I don't know. Let me see. A woman who may have spent nearly two years in the bathroom sitting in the toilet so long that the seat adhered to sores on her body remains hospitalized and in pain for medical procedures. Pam Babcock, 35, was stuck to the toilet in late February by her boyfriend, blah, blah, blah. The woman's aunt said she calls daily to the hospital to ask how Babcock is doing and asks every day to talk to her. Uh, uh, ch -ch 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 -ch. Uh, nothing really that says... Let's go to images. Yeah, right? Babcock's relatives said that no family members have been allowed to see her at the hospital, that they know little of her medical condition, and that she spends most of her time sleeping at the hospital intensive care unit. Her wounds are still serious. She's not out of the woods by any means. She's a very sick girl. I mean, at the end of the day, like, that's got to be, like, was it sepsis or something? What I want to know is after, if if my girlfriend or wife or whatever was on the toilet for a day, I'd be like, all right. You got to get shit or get off the pot. Shit, off, shit or get <laughs> off the pot. Right. They're there for two days. I'm getting angry. After three days, if you don't get off the toilet, you're crazy. I'm going to call uh, 911 and get you Baker acted. I would do that. Well, I can't say anything because I've had someone break into my house and stay there for three days. So, yeah, I think three days is the mark. Three, three days. Well, look, even one day. Dude, you're sleeping. How can you sleep on a fucking toilet? 
I've fallen asleep on the toilet. Yeah, you no, you passed out. No, I've fallen asleep. I was super tired. I told you the story where I ended up having uh, well, laxative. Was, so was, I literally was, fell asleep pooping. What, was there a, a like a counter close enough that you could? Yeah, put there was your like head? there was the the bathroom countertop was to the right, so I just leaned to the right. I literally fell asleep pooping. Yeah, that I yeah. I mean, but shit. But like to stay there for two years, there's no TV. You better have a Game Boy or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> can you imagine like back in the day? Yeah, like did you? What about how long were her toenails? Uh, well, she must have at least cut her toenails, right? How? Well, she's in the bathroom. There's got to be clippers nearby. Yeah, but she can't. She she, she obviously if you if she's if, gonna dump them in the toilet right no, between her legs. She's got to reach them. What do you mean? Oh. She, she got to reach him. She probably could bend over by that point. No, because if she bent over, it would rip the seat wouldn't have been stuck to her well, ass. My ass doesn't lift off if I reach. Yes, the you do. Think about it. When you try to reach your toes, I mean, maybe the back end. Or sure. even even if you brought your leg up to your lap to do it, you're still lifting your leg off the toilet. Some so obviously she didn't do that. Oh man, that's what I'm saying. Like, for and it's Kansas, so for sure they don't have a bidet. No shower. No bidet. So that's stanky. No brushing her teeth. Well, maybe. Depends. Depends on, like, how much the boyfriend took care of her. He must have really took care of her if, like, he didn't get any jail time for I whatever I want to know reason. why she didn't. What's her reasoning? I know. There was some other article that said that she might have been, like, afraid to leave the bathroom. But if you're afraid to leave the bathroom. Then get a pillow and sleep on the floor. <laughs> I don't know. Even then, that's kind of gross. It's the bathroom. Hey, look. If you're afraid to leave it. At least make yourself comfortable. Man, that's so gross. Like, what do you, how, like, there's no fresh air. Someone's got to clean the bathtub at some point because that means you don't clean your bathtub ever or the sink or any of that stuff. Someone's got to be cleaning it. What if you, like, sat on her lap to poop? She's like, <laughs> he's like, just spread your legs a bit. I'll sit over maybe, here and poop. Maybe he uh, human centipeded her. Oh, that's so gross. Yeah. Oh, man. You know what I Before we take off, I was having a conversation the other day. You don't see arcades anymore like back in the day, right? You right. get like Dave and Buster's. And I went with my friend to go and like pay for, for stuff at like CVS. And they gave her change. But she had quarters. I was like, you're just going to leave the quarters there? It's like, what am I going to do with quarters? I'm like, What? Those remember like back in the day, those were gold. Go, those yeah, are quarter, more than gold. Are, quarters were as good as dollars. Like no, quarters were worth more than gold back in the day because you knew, okay, I at least get one game out of that twenty-five cents or fifty cents. How, wh- how old were you when you moved here? Uh, seven. To Florida. Yeah. Do you remember the arcade in the Cross County Mall? No, I didn't go there. You didn't want to go there. I remember the very first major arcade that I've ever been to. And it was in Colorado in the mall, and it was like at a weird different level. And I remember it because in the middle of the arcade, they had this giant thing set up, like a virtual reality kind of thing, straight out of fucking Tron. You sat in there, you had to put on a seatbelt, and it spun 360. You had a screen right in front of you, and obviously the whole point was like to shoot stuff or whatever. It's like a spaceship. But it spun around in all different areas. It was the coolest thing I had ever fucking seen at the time. Yeah, we, we used to have, in the Cross County Mall, we had a rad um, arcade. And one day, 
I went there with 20 bucks in hopes of beating Dragon's Lair. Good luck with that. Didn't happen. Yeah, you need a couple hundred bucks for that. No, my buddy's brother, my buddy's brother did it on like six bucks. Yeah, you have to have everything memorized. memorized. For that he game. had he had everything memorized. Yeah, for people that don't know what we're talking about, if you ever want to see the most annoying and frustrating game probably of all time, Dragon Slayer. It was fun. I liked it. Yeah, but it was kind of like and well, it really there really wasn't anything you could do. All you could really do was like left, right, up, down. And then there was like sword. a button, yeah, sword. sword. So it was like there was a uh, there was another game that was similar to that. Now and, and yeah, that one came out for the three DO. The but they uh, these were these were cartoon games. Yeah, by Don Bluth. The two the two were uh, Dragon's Lair and Space Ace. Mm-hmm. And then there was another one that came out. It was called Gunslinger. And it just had one button. One button that was fire. Yeah, it was you just had timing. F- timing. You had to time that. My two, f- still t- to this day, my two favorite games are the Star Wars, where you're like uh, in an X-wing fighter, and it's like lines. It's not so much X-wing Rogue Squadron. No, where there was just oh, you're talking about the original the Star original Wars game, Star yeah. Wars game, the yeah. Star Wars video game. And then I like the one that came out probably about 15, 20 years ago where you could, like, you'd go through, like, Hoth. Like, you go to different... And then at the after you beat whatever, then you, like, have to duel one of the bad guys or the good guys. Oh, that was the one we played at the arcade, like, a long time ago. Yeah. It was like you had, like, a joystick. Joystick, in yeah. Yeah, you could fight Darth Vader if you wanted right. to. Right, Boba yeah. Fett. I love those. Those I love games those are good. games. No, hands down. And honestly, like, I want to see if I can get the creator to to come on the podcast. Um, My two all-time favorite games are Secret of Monkey Island and Metal Gear Solid. Obviously, I'm not going to get Hideo Kojima to be on here, but the guy from... Video? That's video game. Is that... Video game. I'm talking arcade game. Arcade games? Um, I would honestly say my favorite arcade games were probably... Formula One game. It was like virtual racing. Like, I loved that one. And X-Men. That original X-Men uh, arcade game. Oh, yeah. Wolverine. That person. Wolf- it was Wolverine, Storm, Storm. Beast, and Cyclops. Oh, Cyclops. Cyclops, yeah. yeah. And that was like almost cartoon-like. Yeah, it was super cartoony. And like Wolverine had like a, a berserker attack where he would just slice, 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 yeah. slice. Cyclops had the giant beam. Oh, I take that back. You know what? X-Men versus... Uh, it was Capcom versus... Um, fuck. Marvel? Yeah. The original one. The very original one. That was the shit. That one was awesome. Uh, all right, let's wrap this up, bud. It's 1030. I want to get some yeah. sleep tonight. Um, you got anything to say before? You never gave me any kind of what I learned. Yeah, fuck it. I learned right now that I'm if I'm going to... Surf for three Surf hours. Surf for three hours and do yoga. I shouldn't do it on a Tuesday. <laughs> or do what I do, take a power nap. Yeah, I did not. Lunchtime power naps are the best. All right, I'll let you go to sleep. All right, everyone, thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, if I remember any other crazy stories from uh, from L.A., I'm sure to tell you guys next week. In the meantime, go check out our sponsors Giraffe Choke, Choke Aloha, Jiu-Jitsu Soap Co., 
And of course, our friends over here at Nomad Surf Shop. Be sure to follow Sean at Gorilla Boy BJJ. Follow me at Sonder Marketing and follow the podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Say what's up to everybody. And other than that, you got anything else to say? Yeah, good night. Right, good night, guys. Love you guys. Peace. You can't <laughs>